exciting youthfluential episode. We're here today talking about the topic of the cure for loneliness. There is a problem with loneliness. Loneliness is happening in people's lives. It's all over the world. This is not a new topic. Loneliness is something that has been affecting and plaguing people since the beginning of time. The feeling of being alone. The feeling of no one loves me. The feeling of people reject me. This is a horrifying feeling. And one that can lead people to do many disruptive things in their life. Today we're going to look at the solution to the cure of loneliness. And listen, if you listen carefully and you follow exactly what God's word says, the cure for loneliness can be yours. Let's get right into it. First of all, many celebrities, I got the Elvis illustration, many celebrities have been filled with loneliness. They interviewed Elvis and they said, you always look so joyous. How do you do that? And he said, I just do that for a living. Inside, I'm lonely. And you see, many of great famous celebrity will tell you the same thing. You know, I was uh, listening to a, a uh, um, information on Mary Tyler Moore. Mary Tyler Moore, she was a great comedian. But, you know, she spent millions on counseling because she was so confused inside and so lonely inside. No one loved her. She thought people would just love her for her money. But you know, she, she gave all the psychiatrists millions and they took it and told her if they just keep coming back to them, she'll always feel okay. What a scam. What a, what a, uh, what a way to steal a person's money. And you see, Chris Farley, a great comedian for Saturday Night Live and other movies and made people laugh all over the world and multi-millionaire and made millions as a young person. You know, at his height of his career, Chris Farley was demanding $500,000 per show in, in Chicago, where he lived at. And he would just have uh, crowds of hundreds and thousands of people laughing and just their life full of joy because of his comedian ability. But you know what's happening? Chris Farley had millions, he had boats, he had, uh, you know, uh, jet skis, he had penthouses, he had jewelry, he had everything money could buy. And Chris Farley took his life and died and committed suicide. And why is that? Because even though he had money, he didn't have any true friends, and he wasn't truly happy. He was lonely in his heart. Loneliness is a real problem affecting people today. And maybe you're listening to this episode of Youthfluential, and you're thinking, yeah, loneliness has affected me. I can give you the First of all, Jesus is the answer to loneliness. Jesus is the answer. You can't escape that. God's Word tells us, the Christ promises that the thief comes, John 10.10, 10, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I am come to give life, and that more abundantly. Increased measure of life, not just life, but increased measure. And you see, Jesus wants to take away all loneliness. Satan comes to destroy. Jesus comes to build your life. Satan comes to kill. He wants to, ultimately, loneliness leads to suicide and death. Jesus wants to give life. So, uh, Satan wants to come 
to steal. And Jesus comes and gives. He gives a gift, the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's what the Word of God tells us in Romans 5.8 and Romans 6.23. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You see, the Word of God is our instruction manual. If you read the Word of God and understand by the power of the Holy Spirit, then you'll understand what the Word of God is telling you. And the Word of God is our instruction manual on how to live life more abundantly. You need to open up your Bible and check it out. Here, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, first chapter of the Bible, God tells us, and God created man in his own image. And we look a little different, but we all have two common denominators. We all have a mind, and we all have a soul. And you see, we're in the image of God with a mind and a soul. And Satan is destroying our souls through our minds by giving us and feeding us through the media, through our eye gate, ear gate, through friends, and through just listening to the wrong voices of why we're lonely. But God says, listen, if you listen to the right voice, the voice of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit, then you can have your heart changed, your mind changed, and you can understand how to have life and life more abundantly. You see, God created us in our own image. But Isaiah 53, 6 tells us, all we like sheep have gone astray. We're just like a sheep gone astray. We need a shepherd to guide us. We have all gone, gone his own way. We're all going our own way. And when you go your own way, it's going to lead to destruction. You know, there's many famous people that said, I did it my way. Frank Sinatra said, I did it my way. Really? They do it his way? I think he had help with a lot of people in Hollywood and maybe even the mob. But you know what? Just because someone can say, I did it my way, that's arrogancy and pride, and that will lead to death and destruction. Where's Frank Sinatra now? He's in the grave. Where's all his money? Who knows? You see, you have a short time on earth. Try to find true joy and life and the answer to life. What is the solution? John 7, 37. Jesus tells us, He who is thirsty, come unto me, and I will give him life. I will give him water. Let me read to you that verse. It's a powerful verse. John chapter 7, verse 37. Jesus said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. You see, we can have true joy in our lives through the power of the Word of God. But you have to be thirsty. The first solution is thirsty. You have to come to Him through thirst. You see, if you come to the Lord Jesus through thirst, I want Jesus. I want the cure for loneliness. If you come to Him, then Jesus says you're not going your own way. You're going God's way. Romans 5.8 tells us that God commended his love toward us. What is his answer of thirst? God's love. God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah, that's good news. That's powerful news. That's the best news that you can have all day. You turn on the radio, you hear bad news. Let me give you some good news for a change. You ready? Christ died for us and for our sin. 
And you see, if we ask him to come in our lives, you see, that, that's, that's what asking for forgiveness, God will forgive you if you ask him to. The word of God tells us that he will forgive us of our sins. John 1, 9 tells us, 1 John 1, 9 tells us if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin. You see, you can have your sins forgiven according to God's word. And then God lives in us. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 tells us, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. You see, Jesus wants to come in and change your life. And we can live our lives through the power of God's love. You see, this is the cure for loneliness. It's no big secret. How do you have the key to loneliness, the cure for loneliness? First, admit that you are sinned. Admit that you've sinned. Admit that you've sinned. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. When you admit that you said, yes, I know I'm a sinner. I've committed great sin. That's the first step. You're on the track of finding the cure for loneliness. A lot of people say, oh, I've never sinned. Oh, I may have done something little when I was five years old, but I don't sin. I don't do anything wrong. You've already committed the first sin of arrogancy and pride, of not admitting that you are a sinner. You see, you don't sin because you do an act. You're born in sin, the scripture tells us. In Psalms 51, David said, in sin did my mother conceive me. You see, in sin we're conceived. You see, we have an Adamic nature from our forefather, Adam, who sinned against God, and all men have now sinned. And because of that, it's not an act we do, it's our being. It's not something we can do, it's something who we are, what we are in our lives. We are sinners. And we ask God to forgive us of our sin. And then, just like the publican in Luke chapter 13, verse 5, the Pharisees said, God, thank you that I could fast and tithe and give all these things to you. The publican said, God, forgive me, I'm a great sinner. Which one do you think? Which prayer do you think God heard? He heard the publican. That's what the scripture says. It's not the good person. Jesus didn't come to, come and to, to the person who's not sick. He came to heal the sick. And the person who is sinful is sick. You have to admit that you're wrong and repent. Believe what God says. You see, God says, well, all sin comes short of the glory of God. And God says the wages of sin, Romans 6.23, is death. That's how you and I are going to die. We all know we're going to die. Nobody lives forever. Have you ever met anybody that lives forever? What are you going to do when you die? Here's the answer. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus Christ will come in your life and give you a gift. God has a gift. A gift isn't something you work for. A gift is something you get for free. And God wants to give you a free gift. And what is that gift? The gift of salvation. How can you receive that gift? You have to take it. You see, it's one thing for God to give you a gift. It's another thing. You just don't wake up and say, boom, I'm born into God's family. No, you have to receive it in your life. And that's by faith. By faith are ye saved. And then receive Christ as your Savior. That's faith. Faith is trusting in the unseen. Jesus Christ wants to come into your life and save you today. And when he comes into your life, he'll give you the cure for loneliness. Call on the name of the Lord, Romans 10, 9, and 10. 10, 9, and 10. TNT. TNT, power. What's Romans 10, 9, and 10 says? It says, call on the name of the Lord, and thou shalt be saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. With the heart, 
man believeth and with the mouth confession is made unto righteousness. You see, believe, call, Acts 16, 31. Call on the name of the Lord and thou shalt be saved. How simple could it be? But the idea of call is an authoritative request. And Hebrews 13, 5 tells us that Jesus said, I will never leave me alone. You know, one of the attributes of God is God is love. And so God is love. John 3, 16 tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, this heart represents our soul. And we try to put all kinds of things in our soul to make us happy. We try to put U.S. currency in there. We try to put alcohol in there, right? We think that'll make us happy. And uh, going out, partying for, with our friends, living for the weekend. Maybe you're smoking something and you think that'll make you happy. And uh, maybe you're shooting up. It just came back from Kensington. Philadelphia, and uh, so many hundreds of drug addicts all over the street, you know, and they think they're going to find true satisfaction and life and the cure for loneliness by shooting up or smoking dope or drinking alcohol. You see, these things will always lead to emptiness. Some people say, I know, I'll fill my life full of academia and knowledge, and they love the books. Academia and knowledge and, and education is great and it's important but it'll never give us true satisfaction in our hearts, no? Some people say, well, I know, Tony, I'll, I'll go to church and I'll find religion. And religion is good, helpful, and it helps many of people, but religion is never the solution to true satisfaction and the opposite of loneliness. Why is that? Because religion is man's way of reaching God, helping the old lady across the street, you know, maybe cutting the neighbor's lawn, giving to the poor, and, uh, you know, you're doing all these things, going to church. And this is man's way of reaching God. But we can never reach God. Why is that? Because God is holy, and man is sinful. And so we can do things that are good. Religion is an outward form of man trying to reach God. Religion is good, but will always come short in reaching God. And we got this wall of sin. And that's where we have to admit, admit that we are sinners. And then God says, listen, even though we can't reach God, God reached up by sending his son, Jesus Christ, down to earth 2,000 years ago. And he was born of a virgin. But you know what? Man hated Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ died on the cross. At the request of the Jews and at the hands of the Romans, Jesus died. But you know what Jesus said? No man takes my life. I lay it down willingly. You see, Jesus gave his life so that you and I could be saved. And you see, he rose again three days later, proving he is God. He was born of the virgin. That's how we know that he was truly God. Mary had no relationships with man. And Jesus was sinless, and he rose again. And you see, if you put these things in your heart, you'll always be lonely. Yes, you will. But if you put Jesus and his love in your heart about how much he loves us and died on the cross for us and rose again, then you can have loneliness taken away. You can have true satisfaction in life.
You see, and that's why Jesus died on the cross, so that the Creator can have a relationship with the creation and give him true joy. Friend, I'd like to encourage you. Call on the name of the Lord. Invite him into your life. Receive him by faith today. Call on him. Just tell him in your own words, Lord, if God, if you're real, come into my life and show me you're real. He'll come in your life. He'll forgive you of your sins and he'll set you free and he'll give you the cure for loneliness.